0: Come on. Welcome to Lipblood, this is George G and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Richard Mosley. Richard, are you ready to do this? I certainly am. Strong and ready to go. <laughs> let's let let's go. Richard is the global director of Universum. They are the global leader in employer branding, I'm excited to have you on. Richard, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do.
1: Well, I am a family man. I've got two teenage children, which is quite useful in terms of what I'm doing because they they give me a, a, a kind of direct insight into at least some of the younger generation. Um, I, they will often r- remind me that I'm getting things wrong after my 25 <laughs> years of experience and the vast amounts of research I have. They will tell me that's absolutely wrong, which is quite healthy, I think. Um, and I've been in employer branding for what, about 20 years. So, I, I, funnily enough, because I wrote it, I wrote a book on it, which I thought was going to be the end of my employer brand career. After two years in it, this was 20 years back and nobody had really heard of employer branding or had a budget for it so i thought well it'd be an interesting thing to write about um before i go back into consumer branding which is what what i was doing before and then given it, it was the war of talent back then there was we've had several wars for talent but back in 2004 it was it was uh uh you know particularly gruesome in terms of trying to get the right kind of talent so it just hit hit the mark at the right time and i've been really Doing it ever since, um, working with a lot of global companies on their, the way they present themselves, but also importantly, uh, the, the inner workings, you know, the inside story, the culture, the, the, the important stuff. Um, you know, what's in the shop as opposed to what you put in the shop window. I mean, both are important, but you know, quite, a, quite often recruitment is, is blamed for. Putting stuff in the shop window that isn't actually in the shop. Um, so we we try and keep people honest, and uh, it's been a, a very uh, interesting uh, career working across HR and brand and marketing. It's right? so it's a nice kind of hybrid role to get the you know bit of the best of both worlds and maybe the bit of the worst of both roles as well. But that's that's me.
0: I love it. Fascinating and so you are a legitimate expert in employer branding 20 years experience you wrote the book on it and then you kids tell you three yes
1: yeah, so all available on amazon yes and <laughs> so, and then your so kids from the expert's guide to the last one is employer branding for dummies so um from the famous series so you you can you can take yeah. your pick as awesome. a as, as the way you are on the scale um yeah
0: but but your kids just take those and push them aside and say, "Nope, wrong."
1: <laughs> yeah, no, they they definitely think I'm the dummy. Yeah, so that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, uh, that's that's always great when you you know in your professional life where you know pe- people uh, across different continents think you're an expert, and your kids think you're an idiot. So
0: it's <laughs> <that's> right,
1: right. <laughs> It keeps you it keeps you grounded.
0: Yeah, perspective uh, is immensely valuable right <laughs> uh, absolutely.
1: and 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 quite often they're they're of course completely right you know so um, sure so if i'm banging on about how important it is for our clients to get into instagram they're you know going well you know if they're not on tiktok then they're finished <laughs> you know it's right. that kind of okay right instagram is for grannies that kind of thing uh, okay <laughs> i got it
0: yeah uh, maybe there's jockeying to get on payroll or, <laughs> or or, or, perhaps remain on payroll past, past their teenage I'm, I'm years.
1: I'm hoping that they do well enough so that I can go on their payroll uh, rather yes. than the other one. That's, I think that's most parents' dream, right, that we're not funding them, they're f- funding us. But um, yes. anyway, I'm, I'm a, as a marketing person, I, I'm a, an internal optimist, of course.
0: Oh, I think that that's great. I've got a uh, five- and a two-year-old, and they've not yet gotten to the point of, Directly telling me I'm wrong about everything, but soon enough. I'll wait so. for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So you, you mentioned there was a, a war of talent in 2004, uh, or roughly around that time. How do you describe what we're dealing with right now?
1: Well, it's really it's really come come back again. I mean, in a very unexpected way. And and I know in the US, you've you've had kind of record record number of quits, uh, people just leaving the job, the McKinsey. Uh, Data suggests that a third of those people are leaving without necessarily a job to go to, which is very surprising as well. Um, And we're seeing the same in Europe. It's the same pattern. It's not just a U.S. phenomenon. UK has had a record number of uh, unfulfilled job openings. Germany is similar. Italy is similar. France not far off. Uh, We're seeing record talent shortages in places like India and Singapore, Uh, you know, it's really a global phenomenon that nobody really expected. I mean, I think, um, you know, I think when we we were doing our survey amongst companies four or five months ago, we do this kind of annual round of, you know, what's the outlook for for the year and your employer branding plans and so on. And I I think they felt it was going to be a lot easier this year you know, just because the the pressure on hiring wouldn't be so great, and it couldn't could, that couldn't have been further from the truth. Um, you know, it's a record talent shortages around the world, um, and it's it's difficult to for many of those companies therefore to know how to respond. They've got you know unfulfilled job openings. They've got people quitting. They've got people burning out because people aren't able to, or companies aren't able to, you know, fill backfill the roles quickly enough. It's, it's a really, really, you know, challenging situation. Um, and, and I think we, we've also, as a result, and I, I not that we want to be ambulance chasers, but um, we, we've certainly been uh, in great, greatly in demand recently, because a lot of companies are really having to rethink the, that the deal they make with talent and how they present themselves. Because you know the the, the situation has has changed both in terms of supply and demand, but also in terms of what people are looking for, uh, which is is also uh, kind of an, an, an interesting one. Again, I mean we 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 double up quite often with McKinsey in, in various um, uh, workshops that we do, and and we we, we recently had a, um, a a kind of a, a joint uh, get together with many of our global clients and uh, uh, Bill Shaniger, who's one of the senior partners at McKinsey was talking about his great attrition work that they've done some interesting work into what's driving the attrition Um, and what was interesting was the gap between what companies often think they need to do to fix things and what people are actually looking for and the the, and we found a a similar thing in our data as well so companies will often think okay well you know we don't don't like it but we're just going to have to pay more um, and there is a bit of that. You have to be market competitive, but often it's sending the wrong signals because that's that's quite transactional. And, and quite often what, what people say they're looking for. And also the reason often they leave companies is, is much more to do with the, you know, the culture, values, respect, ethics, you know, uh, some of those more deep seated things Um which are, 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 I guess you would say are some of the, you know, the softer, more difficult things to deal with. You know, that sense of belonging you give to people within the the company, that strong sense of identity and togetherness and community and things like that. That's that's you know what you know often appears to be the thing that's driving um, a lot of the attrition and often the failure of you know people. A a failure of organisations as being able to attract people, or losing them, losing perhaps the uh, the the, the key talent to other organisations. And it's not just the money; it really isn't just the money. And that's where employer branding comes in, because employer branding is about the bigger picture. You know, it's 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 what what is the deal? Not just what's the salary, but you know, what kind of organisation am I joining? What are the people like? What are the values? What's the culture like? Um, you know, what's my my development contract? How much am I going to learn? How innovative are you? It's all of those other questions, basically.
0: It's fascinating um, when I go on the internet and you yeah. read about how people are starting to demand that companies uh, take into consideration stakeholders and they take stands on different issues. And I just, I, I wonder, is this real or is this just the internet but then you look and you see, oh my goodness! There's, you know, a third of people are leaving a company without having a job, and this is all over the world. So, this is real. It's not just on the internet.
1: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, it was, it's, it's often described as the great res- resignation, I guess, from an employer point of view, and and also from a talent point of view. It, it's like the great reset. You know, it's like we've had this long period when um we've had this rather kind of strange shift from often you know being at the workplace not you know it's not been a shift for everyone because some people have had to go to work clearly uh, you know in healthcare and production and all that kind of stuff but certainly for for you know office workers or people who've you know come together in that kind of environment it's been a massive shift and um and I think it's a lot of people have said, you know, it has been a time for reflection. And, and what's been interesting, of course, is that a lot of the resignations and attrition didn't happen during that period. It was almost like now we see the light at the end of the tunnel. That that people after that period of reflection are saying, I, I'm just not going back to the, that same routine anymore. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm going to find going to find something different and better. Um, so it's, in in that respect, then organizations themselves are having to begin to reset and think differently about their priorities. And and one would have to, have, have to say, if, if you look at the, you know, number of working hours that people have around the world and, and the way that many organizations have become super lean, um, you know, people have been working very, very hard. It, most people in work work very, very hard. And maybe it's just the great reset is, we, you know, we, we we've just pushed that too far. It's that has got too far, and we and we do need a reset where there's much much more focus on well-being, much more focus on on you know balance and these other things. Um, and and maybe maybe it's it, it, you know the the other big trend that I'm interested in is this whole idea of peak stuff. You know, everybody's most people are um, you know probably think I've got rather too much of everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, do I need to work this hard to get more stuff or can I, you know, create a better balance for myself? And, th- and, and this sounds, you know, very, I, I think if, if, if you were saying this 12 months ago or two years ago, it would be like, uh, yeah, okay. He, he He's, he's, he's been doing too much yoga and uh, <laughs> a bit, you know, a bit, a bit too much time and this is kind of airy fairy stuff, but, but, but given the situation we're in, um, it's become very, very real. And, and many organizations are, are really having to think quite hard about the, the, basic, the basic deal. And I think we, we particularly find this, and I'm not going to mention any individual company names, but that, that deal, because we work with a, a, a lot of investment banks, uh, we work with most of the um, you know, big four professional accountancy firms, um, a lot of the, you know, leading consultancies and, you know, the deal there generally has been is you work, you know, you, you get well paid and you get well remunerated, but you work incredibly long hours and, and lots of other things suffer, your health, your family, your home life, all of that kind of stuff. And and we're seeing across all of those types of businesses um, a, you know, a significant level of attrition, but, but particularly amongst the younger people, which is interesting, because that's where the deal used to be struck. You know, stick around. If you work as hard as I did when I was your age, you know, you, too, will be a partner. You, too, will have the big car and the big house and all that kind of stuff. But actually, we're finding that 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 deal isn't that deal isn't holding up Um uh, and, and we and we know that a lot of, for example, a lot of the big big investment banks have, you know, put their starting salaries up and their salaries for younger workers up, you know, quite significantly. And um, our evidence suggests that it's, you know, that's just not that's not working. Not at least it's not working to the degree it has to work to, you know, fix the problem, so to speak. And that's at the extreme end of the scale. But you know, you can you could say the same in in many other work, walks of life i mean particularly one would have to, have to say in, for example in in healthcare i mean my god what a what a time they've been through and how hard they work um, um and in in many other areas it's it's the same so it's not it's not just those kind of top end jobs where you get huge salaries uh, for for very long hours uh, you know many people work very long hours uh, but, I, but as i say i think the, the research is, is suggesting, and our and our research amongst students is suggesting, actually, the primary things they're looking for uh, are, are, tend to be, um, should we say, rather more purpose driven, more to do with the kind of values, the community you're joining, those kinds of things, and not necessarily just the you know the pay and the perks. Um, so yeah, it's a it, it really interesting time. Really interesting. And, and and we're still kind of working it out at the moment, of course, in terms of what the response should be.
0: And you know, just listening, it, it seems like these are certainly positive things that people are just no yeah. longer willing to, to to break their bodies and have crappy home life, trading that just just just, just for money and the prestige of a job.
1: I, I, I think there's always a bit of a trade-off, but it, it's a question of the level at which you have the trade-off. I, I think it's a bit like boiling the frog, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. maybe I'm just talking about my own my own working hours, but you know, you get used to working very long hours, and I guess the family gets used to you not being around quite as much as you perhaps could do if you worked slightly less hours. And I, I, you know, and that's just not me talking, but I mean, I get the feeling with um, you know many you know many of the people we talk we do a lot of focus groups as well and we talk about a lot of these issues around well-being and and work-life balance and stuff like that so and and we do these all over the world and it's it's a pretty common picture so it's like a general reset you know we've been boiling the frog a little bit too long we don't actually want to be completely boiled it's about time to jump (laughs) out you know but you you do get that point where you I think you know general expectations about how long you work and the pressures you you deal with and we've just got to a point where we've had this kind of break it's not been a complete break because people are still working but a, a kind of a bit of a break in that people have been able to spend more time at home they haven't had the commute um i guess there's been a, a little bit more give and take because obviously it's Difficult times and people have been a little bit more caring and respectful on the whole uh, for 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 their workers, making sure they're okay. Um, and I think it's just a you know you know potentially it's just a a, a concern or anxiety at, at the point of you know going back to, to what it was. And we we have had a you know we've had a number of firms um, that we've worked with where the I think in a quite inspirational way, the leaders have said, you know, we will not be going back to normal. And going back to normal isn't just about where you work. It's about a whole range of things, uh, including well-being and balance and a whole bunch of other things like that. And of course, also factoring in climate change and decarbonisation and the bigger picture, you know, all of that stuff as well. Um, So there's been, as you say, in a very positive way, I think a very, a very kind of big rethink both amongst talent, which is then prompting big organizations, well, organizations of all size sizes also to have a bit of a rethink and a reset. Like, what can we do differently? Um, wh- you know, where where are we, you know, push, pushing it too hard? Where do we need to ease back a bit? You know, back, all of that kind of stuff.
0: As if it wasn't enough, just like that, Richard, then you have to throw in carbon cha- carbon emissions and climate change as well. Just, to... just to throw it in
1: but 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 the, but the point along that of course is is it strongly linked um because sure yeah and with the whole issue about remote working and and do you expect people to come into offices i mean offices burn a huge amount of carbon or i'm not sure burning carbon's the right thing emit a huge amount of carbon so you've got all of these big offices um you know um you've got all of the the transport um you know, flying around, driving around, um, all of which was the norm before. I mean, it's really, you know, really interesting talking to, I was was talking to, now, it was, again, one of the big uh, four professional service firms, uh, and it was one of the partners, and he was saying, you know, when I think about it, and I had to stop to think about it, you know, my carbon footprint previously was enormous, and, and now actually... I, I, you know, both my clients and, and myself feel feel quite comfortable talking um, online and, and avoiding uh, all of that, both time and effort involved in traveling, but also the carbon footprint. So I think as part of the reset and the rethink is, you know, how do we organize ourselves in a way that we get a bit more <laughs> well being uh, and, and work life balance? a bit more family time but also how do we organise so that we emit le- less carbon it's part you know it's part of the the, the deal with most organisations and most organisations certainly the ones we we work with i mean they you know they 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 are responsible they are concerned about these things and sometimes it just takes a big shot for them to have to you know properly rethink and put it up the priority list um, but given given that there has been such a disruption I, I think it, it triggers a lot a lot of those, you know, quite fundamental changes, which are not just to do with the way of working, but, you know, much bigger issues like the carbon footprint. I
0: love it. Well, Richard, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage with you?
1: Well, I mean, I, as I say, work for, for Universum. You can find us online, universumglobal.com. Um, and we've got a fair number of... Um, uh articles that you can dig into if you're interested in some of the subjects you, you can of course have a look at the uh if you if, if you're specifically interested in how to get into employer branding uh for your company then i think that the books are also useful um i would have to say that of course uh, my publisher would, would would not forgive me if they uh, <laughs> ordered this um and um so that's you know i think particularly the employer branding uh, for for dummies and i and i say i say that not because anybody, I'm sure, is necessarily a dummy, uh, but but that what what I found writing the book was actually it was the most difficult one to write because it was it was um, all about turning the theory into practice. So I, I had a dummy fire you have a dummifier or an editor when you do a dummy's guide and he, and basically you're the dummy because he keeps saying, yeah, that sounds interesting, Richard, but what does that mean in practice? And I'd be going, oh God, right. Okay. Yeah. So, or how could you say that more simply? So, so that's, that's, you know, what's interesting is that, you know, if you write a dummy's guide, you, you, you learn a lot from, from somebody who's basically telling you to not dumb things down, but sharpen things up, you know, make it more, make it simpler, make it more action oriented. So that's a good one. Um, and we also have a, an, an academy. So at, at Universum, um, so you, you, you'll find that online as well. So that's like an online course, which if you're you know seriously interested in learning more in a more of a kind of hands-on learning fashion uh, with other people on a similar journey, then that's probably the best place for you as well.
0: Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Richard your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to universumglobal.com. That's U N I V E R S U M global.com. Pick up a copy of all of Richard's books, specifically employee, Employer Branding for Dummies, Turning Theory into Practice, and then check out the Universum, Universum Academy as well. Thanks again, Richard.
1: Thank you, George. Great pleasure speaking to you.
0: And until next time, keep fighting the good fight we are all in this together.